0: Welcome to the Pack Mentality Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Bauer, and I own Red Wolf CrossFit in Huntington Beach, California, and I've been coaching for 16 years. We created this podcast with one goal in mind, and that was to make fitness education accessible, engaging, and effective for everyone. Today, Caitlin and I are going to be discussing the nine most common pet peeves among fitness coaches, and especially among us that have come up as well. And then we're going to dive into a very important subject on motivation and mindset. In fact, we were asked today about how to stay motivated. So we want to give you a framework on how we stay motivated. And hopefully some of the things we tell you on how we stay motivated will help you get motivated. So let's dive right in. Um, Let's do it. So pet peeve number one ready?
1: Yeah. You're just going to list them off.
0: Let's rock and roll. Do you want okay. me to go over it all first? No,
1: no, no. Just um, go just right over on. It on it and all right. Talk a little bit about
0: Sounds it. good. All right. Number one, lack of commitment to programs and inconsistent effort.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. This is a pet peeve. Um, I see this all the time. People just inconsistent with proper programming. I mean, going from program to program without actually doing it for three to six months, you'll see zero improvement. And I can honestly say that you need to stick with something for at least three to six months. And when we say consistently stick with it, I would say at least four to six times a week would be consistent. And, um, if you don't do that, I mean, you're going to see zero progress. And if you just keep bouncing around, um, never actually sticking or seeing something through, forget it. You're you'll have, you'll have nothing.
0: Yeah, it's very common, especially I see this a lot with new people coming into fitness is they always see a bright, shiny object. They're like, ooh, this looks cool. Like... Uh, what do you think about me doing Zumba (laughs) or like, you know, should I add in more? And a lot of times people think more is better or that, Oh, that this magic program is going to be the one that really gives me the results I'm looking for when really at the end of the day, there's no replacement for just pure consistency.
1: Yeah. I mean, it doesn't really matter for, for many individuals. And I'm going to say 90% of the adults out there in the, in the population, you're going to see results if you just consistently do something again for three to six months. And um, at, you're going to see, I mean, it's, it's so much easier when you're starting out and where, when you're just kind of like average in that sense. I mean, you don't need a lot of stimulus. You don't need a lot of intensity. You're going to see results just by, you know, adding it to your routine and it becoming a part of your life. So I think a lot of people um, expect a lot more, a lot faster
0: yeah and don't get ahead of yourself because that's coming up soon I'm sure let's get right into number two which is not tracking progress and setting unrealistic goals
1: oh gosh not tracking progress number one um, super ridiculous in that sense it's so easy to track your progress I mean we used to do it by pen and paper in a composition book now there are apps galore we use sugar wad for our gym itself and if you're and if you don't know how to track That's again on you. You could easily ask one of the many coaches how to track something and to show you, you could also watch a YouTube video, You know, there are resources out there on how to track and how to do this. And why it's important is so that you can see progress. Because if you're not um, seeing progress, you're only getting worse. Mm -hmm. And that's true across the board, right? We see it in in all aspects of life. If you're not moving forward, you're moving backwards. There's really no staying in place. And so you need to track these things, track how you feel, track what you did, what weight you did, how many reps you did, um, you know, like how you felt that day. There are so many different things that go into a workout that people don't, people take for granted, honestly. And I saw that a lot when I was pregnant, right? I would do a lot of workouts um, scaled and I would mark it as scaled, but you know, silly me a couple years ago, I wouldn't really write too much on, you know, what I did scaled or what was going on. And I had to kind of look at the date and be like, Oh, I was pregnant at that time. That's why I scaled it. Right. But good to know in the mindset of if you ever do the same workout or the same movement again, you can compare and contrast and be like, am I getting better? You know, or, or what was going on at that time that might have influenced um, my result.
0: Exactly. Like if you're not growing, you're dying. Yeah. There is no, unfortunately, like the reality that a lot of people, including myself, have fallen into is that, well, I'm just going to maintain. (laughs) Yeah. And unfortunately that is not reality. No. And also I like what you said about tracking and being able to look back and see how far you've come because I think a lot of times we get locked into this whole that like there's this whole this whole term actually called the gap and gain. It's actually a great book also called The Gap and the Gain. And a lot of times we get caught up in the gap, which is like I should be here. Mm-hmm. And then we forget to look at the gain, which is like, we actually have to look backwards. So instead of looking at where you wanna go, look backwards to where, how far you've come. Like, all right, especially like, if you look back three years ago and you're a completely different person and you're better for that, then that is a huge success.
1: Yeah, and if you're doing the same level of fitness and you have maybe more stressors in life, you're working more, you know, or you have another kid or whatever it is, and you're still able, and your abilities are still just as good as you were a few years ago. That also means you're still you're getting better because you're aging and you're able to still do things um, you know, with good quality and whatnot with a bunch of other things going on. So I think people really need to like, be a little bit more positive, yeah, and that's why tracking is so important, I think. And, and anybody can track, no matter what level of fitness you are, you need to track your results. Tracking doesn't always mean um, writing it down, by the way. It also means videoing mm-hmm. and taking pictures. Like-
0: Document it. Yeah,
1: document it. Don't. Th- I mean, we are in a great day and age where like you can video and take a picture of anything. And nobody has to know. <laughs>
0: like, yeah, you don't, you don't have, have to, to post it on Instagram. Yeah, really? you don't
1: have to go develop the film or like have anybody see it. Like it's just for you to see your progress. And I think and and I mean this is just another thing. People don't always see their progress right away, but like things are happening and your body is changing. That's why measurements is another way of tracking your progress. I know a lot of people just weigh themselves on the scale. I do have one client that like does measurements and it's a lot more um, positive uh, for this individual because they know that things are happening and change even though the scales not moving, their body composition is changing. And so, I mean, people don't really do measurements anymore because I don't know, we've we've gotten away from that for right. whatever reason. But, you know, you could do that still. Yeah. So
0: that's a great point because not all progress is visible. And yes. sometimes you have to look back years to see how far you've really come. Yeah. Because it's really easy to get caught up in the day to day and the short term mindset, which oh, is yeah. actually our next point. And wait, what
1: was the, sorry, what was the second part of that? I only talked about tracking,
0: uh, unrealistic goals.
1: God, that's a whole nother thing. Unrealistic (laughs) goals. Gosh, I see that all the time. People thinking they're going to lose 10 to 15 pounds in one month. That is so unrealistic, by the way. Like if you lose five pounds in one month, that is amazing.
0: Yeah, that's really good. It's
1: amazing. And so I think people need to like, Ask questions or do some research as far as like what is normal and what is good and and coming to a better rationalization of like what is a good standard and what you should uphold.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think also that people have unrealistic timelines on when they can achieve this. I can't tell you how many times people have come to me and be like, "Hey, can you know what would I like? How fast do you think I could lose twenty pounds in like four weeks?" And I'm like. Well, you can, but it's not going to be fun. You're going to hate life. It's going to be hard. Like, it's, is it possible? Yes. But <laughs> do you have what it takes to actually do it? And will you actually follow through with it? Probably not. So let's choose a plan that's a little bit more sustainable.
1: Yeah. I mean, other than just losing weight, I mean, it's like, oh, how long till I get a pull-up? Well, months? Probably. I mean, depending on where you are at. But if you have zero upper body strength, it's going to take months and a, and a lot of work. Oh, a yeah. A lot of
0: work. I can't believe how many emails and messages I've gotten with people who have been at the gym for a month. And then they literally say these words, which is, I feel like I should see see better results in the last month. Yes. And I'm like, okay, well, let's reassess here. How long have you been working out?
1: One month. 30 days. How frequently?
0: <laughs> okay. Twice a week.
1: Yeah. So realistically you worked 10 times, worked out okay. 10 times.
0: Exactly. So, and how many, you know, how many years have you gone without working out? 10 years. Okay. So you did 10 workouts in a month.
1: Compared to ten years, ten of years nothing. of being
0: of having an, an, a less favorable health, um, like lifestyle, <laughs> and you're expecting to see results in 30 days. Yes, and not even 30 workouts.
1: <laughs> it's insulting sometimes. I mean, I'm going to go ahead and say it, and it's kind of insulting to people like myself who work out every single day and put in my heart and soul into my health and to my nutrition. And people honestly can tell me that they take their health very seriously and they put in a lot of effort and they should see results that fast i mean it's insulting
0: i wish i could see results that fast
1: yeah me too i mean it's you shouldn't you should really change your perspective before you start making claims that you don't know much about
0: yeah exactly it's like we have to reexamine our beliefs behind it okay because just because i believe that i should be getting this in 30 days doesn't mean that that's actually the reality <laughs> yeah. of it because there's a big difference between what it takes and what you think it takes. Yes. All right. Ready to move on to the next one? Yeah. All right. Here we go. Number four. Oh, sorry. No, this is actually number We're only on number three. Nice. I know. Number we're three, constantly changing fitness plans and short-term mindedness.
1: I thought we already talked about this.
0: We kind of already talked about it. So let's talk about short-term mindedness.
1: Yeah. I guess, again, just like having that perspective of it's going to only take so much time. It's, it's not only is it going to take a lot of time, but to keep it afterwards is going to take a lot more time, right? It's one thing to get one muscle up, but to actually do a muscle up consistently and in a workout, that's a whole nother ball game. So like not having so much short-term mind as this in the sense of, you know, you're going to accomplish something and then it's done but like looking at it more long-term, mm-hmm. right? Like this is this is forever. So what do I want to accomplish in my entire lifespan versus in the next year?
0: Exactly. And I think, um, and this is coming kind of coming off the same theme as we did with the last one. I've had people come to me with like, hey, do you think I should do this diet or do you think I should do this cleanse? And I'm like, no. <laughs> and this is why. And I asked them this. This is the specific question I actually asked them. I'm like, okay, can you do this? for the rest of your life yeah I mean, and then you want the, then the answer is obviously no. no i'm like then it's not worth doing it at all yeah. because the whole point is to find habits and rituals and beliefs or whatever whatever serves you the best that will actually sustain you for the rest of your life if you yeah. can't do it for a day then you know you shouldn't do it for the rest of your life
1: yeah 100 percent.
0: moving on all right number we're on number four already all right refusing to try new exercises and overestimating abilities
1: Oh man, both go hand in hand. Yes. Refu- I have, I mean, I hear it all the time, That I can't, I, I mean, that's a huge pet peeve of mine. When somebody tells me I can't, it's like, okay, because you're going to die. And then they're like, oh no, I'm just scared. Okay. Well then that's just, that's totally different. That's, that's just I, fear. <laughs> that means I won't. Yes. You know, that's what you're saying. Yeah. Replace it's not, I, I can't, can't
0: with what I won't.
1: <laughs> and you know, always try and fail before just not trying at all. I mean, it's important to fail. And I think a lot of people don't know that. If you've been working out for one to two years, I really think it's time to do a, self, a self-evaluation self of, you know, have I been putting in enough effort? Do I know what failure, do I know my limits? Do I know what failure is? Have I pushed it there, right? Because I have a lot of members who've been coming to the gym for quite a few years now. And I I, tr- I truly feel like they haven't quite tapped into their full potential, and that's what's holding them back. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, like, um, like just, just really, really reevaluating kind of where you're at. And then we have members who think, or just clients in general, who just overestimate their abilities, and they have terrible workouts. And I feel sorry for them sometimes because I'm like, why are you, why are you pushing yourself in a way that you know you can't do? Like, a lot of it is ego. A lot of it, people just can't really let go, and they want to be able, they think they should be able to do something. I should be able to do a a, push-up, like a regular push-up off the knees and everything. And I'm like, well, you can't right now.
0: And that's okay. And that's
1: okay. Like, it's okay that you can't do 20 push-ups not off your knees. I don't expect you to, but I expect you to give full effort on your knees and doing and doing them perfect and working on that, but a lot of people don't want to do that because they think that they're at a different ability and it's shameful to be less. And I'm just like, no, it's this is just where you're at. It's okay to know where you're at and to work from there and move forward. Yeah, that's and the progress. whole reason why
0: we're there in the first place is to is to help you progress the right way and to make sure that you get the best workout possible. Because a lot of times is that and you know going off that same thing is that people when they do overestimate the abilities they. They do the the, comp, the most complicated movement or mm-hmm. they do the, the highest amount of weight or they try and max out every time. Yep. And it's not serving them in the long run because no. they're just I mean, yeah, like they're suffering. <laughs> yeah. But that's about that's about the right. only the gain that you get.
1: Your five your five one rep max attempts mean nothing if your entire warm up, which consisted of fifty reps, were absolute shit. Right, it means nothing. Like everybody's so attached with being able to do this high number or or high skill, it means nothing if everything behind it is is not good, right? So you need to work, work better with your skill. Kind of, I think, 90% of the adults in that we see need to um, kind of actually take a step back and work on some basic movements again. Reevaluate: Can I even do these things? Can I do a basic, you know, 30 second hollow body hold? probably not. So like you need to kind of like reevaluate yourself. I think that's why goal setting is so important and kind of again reevaluation every year of like where am I at? Where should I be? Okay, how do I get there?
0: Yeah hundred percent. I agree with you that I have nothing else to add to that. So that was really good. All right, moving on. Uh, ignore number six, ignoring nutritional advice and (laughs) over reliance on supplements. This is a big one. This one gets to me.
1: Oh yeah. You know, in reality, (laughs) let's be honest, Matt, nobody really listens to our nutritional advice. Very few people do. And those of you out there, you're doing a great job. Like you, the, you're the
0: ones who are getting it. You're getting <laughs> you know, results. You're, you're very probably quickly. getting
1: results. Yeah. And you're probably doing awesome and you feel really good. And you're probably preaching about, yeah, when I finally committed to what Caitlin and Matt said, I saw results. That could be you, everybody, but like you guys don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> <laughs> true. I, I hate to say it. But a lot of people just I mean, it's almost like too hard for people to believe that it's so simple. You just eat high quantities of protein low con- low quantities of carbs. In reality, again, 90% of the people in the gym don't work out hard enough to eat that many carbs. You guys don't need a lot of carbs. You don't need you oatmeal, don't. you don't need rice. You honestly don't even need sweet potato because you got, like there's not enough exercise to complement these things. We want these things because they taste good and because they're easy. And um, they're just kind of like a part of daily life. But in <clears throat> reality, what most people need is just plain old protein, some fruit and vegetables. That's about it. I mean, and, and we give that nutritional advice. We run nutritional challenges, you know, and every year it's kind of like people just fall into the same habits.
0: Yeah, and it's one of those things and where I'm, I'm, I fall in the same rut too, whereas you always think that there's some sort of magic bullet that we're not that someone's not telling me. It's like yeah. there's some secret that, that is out there <laughs> that is going to solve this problem once and for good. It's gonna be easy when really in reality and once I got over that and I realized that at the end of the day it's just doing
1: less ordinary
0: yeah it's doing less, but <laughs> it's, it's it's at the end of the day it's just doing ordinary things for extraordinary period, extraordinary periods of time.
1: Yeah, and I think again like Matt and I have done a lot of different, we've tried a lot of different things. We've tried it. We've tried it. We've done it. We've done it for the amount of time needed to see benefit or no benefit. And so through experience, I can honestly say by cutting out a lot of this excess stuff, I'm living the healthiest I've ever done. Yeah. And I mean, and I know a lot of people, A lot. I hear it all the time. Oh, you're young or it's genetic and whatnot. Well, honestly, you can't say that because Matt and I don't know our our history, our medical history at all. So we don't know if it's genetic. We don't mm-hmm. know if our past was, or our parents were athletic or not. We were just going based on how we feel and how we, and how our experience is. And through experience, I really think that we have found like, you know, the, the, the key to do it all. And, cause we used to eat totally different before. Oh yeah. You know, and like now we eat, I mean, way less.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I mean, you're right, like, and there was a time when you and I started at zero just like everybody else. When we started with no fitness, yeah. no idea about nutrition. Mm-hmm. Di- I didn't there was a time where I didn't like I avoided the weight room like a plague.
1: Yeah, the last 10 years have been totally life-changing. 100%. For sure. And um, talking about supplements, I know that was the second part of the question. Um, there is no supplement that is going to help you survive other than food oh yeah okay like there i mean i know everybody out there wants like oh what what should i be taking to oh yeah that's another common question
0: i get all the time like matt what supplements should i be taking i'm like well I, i don't even know what you're eating right now yeah
1: like again less is more focus on less things before you start adding things in i mean there are only really a couple a handful of supplements that have been proven to help fitness everything else is Honestly, total, like just how you feel. (laughs) Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. like how it affects you and how you feel on it. Um, So, to say that it works or it doesn't work, you really can't say. It's just kind of what you want and what you like and how your body responds. But again, the only way you can tell is through consistency. So, if you can't even do, you know, basic workout every day, sleep eight hours and all that stuff consistently. How are you going to consistently add in supplements?
0: Yeah, supplements is like at the very top of the pyramid. Yeah. That's it's like it's the last thing that you need to worry about. Like once you have your sleep, your stress management dialed in, once you're eating vegetables with every meal, once <laughs> you're eating, once you're hitting your protein intake every day, then we can worry about supplements. Yeah. And I think, as someone who's, uh, I'm personally have overlaid on supplements, and I can honestly tell you, I've tried a lot of supplements. Oh man, I can vouch for that too. Matt has a lot of supplements. And we have, thrown out a lot of. We've thrown out a lot, we've of, supplements. Out a lot of supplements. <laughs> and believe me, I've tried. I've tried it. I've tried almost everything, and I can honestly say that now that I've kind of really dialed in, like and got my basics down. I don't need that much. No, it's, yeah. just, it's, it's the basics. If you want to know what the basics That's are, I'll go over money. that later. But I mean, as someone who's tried it and tried to, and, and like ro- rode the whole supplement train thinking that the supplements would outweigh the uh, training bad habits yeah. or bad habits or, you know, poor sleep, yes. bad nutrition, going out drinking. Like, no, it does you can't, you can't out. Yeah. Bad that.
1: habits is a good way to say it.
0: Yeah. And, and so like now, now that I'm really dialed in with my habits and I'm only taking a small amount of supplements, which are, I consider just the essentials. Mm-hmm. I feel my energy is better and my workouts are better. My body composition is better. I'm just better overall. Yes. All right. Moving on. I like that one. That was good. Number seven underestimating the importance of recovery.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, let's just talk. One point of recovery, I mean, that sticks out to me. That is a pet peeve. Um, Stretching, like, you know, mobility. Let's just talk about that for a second. Um, Mobility is something you can do on your own, at your own time, at your own leisure. I really, truly feel that the gym, the work, if you're going to a gym to take a class or to do a workout with a personal trainer or whatnot, Stretching is not a priority. We are not here for yoga. We are here to work out mm-hmm. and to, you know, get some fitness in. Stretching can be done on your own time, again at your own leisure, and that is something people just take for granted. They don't even care. They don't even do it, um, and then they wonder why they're so tight or things hurt. And it's like, well, I mean, did you even like kind of stretch or move around, you know, on your own time? And the answer is always no. Yeah. <laughs> and I, again. You cannot tell me that you can't find time to stretch when you can find time to watch TV. 100%. You
0: know. And also, in the same category of recovery, sleep and what else is there stress. other than sleep? Sleep, stress. Um, but I'm going to focus on sleep, is that I've had people come to me and be like, oh, man, like, I'm having all these food cravings. I can't resist it and <clears throat> my workouts are bad, I'm not motivated, and then <clears throat> I'm like, I stay up all night. I'm like, yeah, exactly, I'm like, I'm like, and I ask him, I'm like, how many hours are you sleeping? And they're like, uh, three to four. <laughs> and I'm like, well, let's start with that.
1: Yeah, and, and when people say they can't sleep, or they don't have, it, everything goes hand in hand. Like, you have to start understanding yes. that everything affects one another. Yes, it all If you together. only fix one, <clears throat> You will never fix the whole problem. You have to start fixing everything. You have to create a routine. And until you start creating, I mean, everybody knows this. I mean, it's been said thousands of times. You've heard, everyone has heard this. The most successful people out there have a routine and they stick to this routine and they never let the routine like falter. Okay, and once you have that, everything will fall into place.
0: And just FYI, um, on recovery as well is that you don't get fitter during the workout. You get fitter yeah. in, during the recovery. Yeah, It's like you get fitter when you repair yourself <laughs> after the workout. The workout is actually hurting, is actually technically hurting you. Yeah. It's, you're it's tearing. Re- yes. You know, you're fibers. breaking yourself down. So And so you are hindering your progress with all the bad habits you're doing outside of the gym's four walls. So it's extremely important that Mm. it's, it's extremely, it's actually way more important that you have everything dialed in outside of the gym, even before you even come into the gym in the first place, because you're not going to maximize your results. Otherwise, I mean, I can't tell you how many people have been stuck in the same place for years who you know, are doing the exact same thing in the gym and they're, and then they're frustrated that they're not making progress. And then yet they still do the exact same habits outside the gym.
1: Yep. And they, yeah, they expect results and it's, it's almost funny. Sometimes you can just almost laugh at it because I, I I repeat (laughs)
0: myself because they ask me the same questions over and over thinking that I'm going to give a different answer. And I'm like, the answer is the same every time. And you are just not executing on it. (laughs) And like, and again, like you could be having, you could be so much further along if you just made one or two small changes outside of the gym and just focused on these two to three things mm-hmm. and make so much more progress, yeah, so all right, number eight, focusing solely on aesthetics. this one's kind of controversial.
1: Oh yeah, um you know i aesthetics is is hard because um you shouldn't only focus on the number on the scale or how you look because what you think you want to look like or what weight you think you want to be is, is going to be totally different. Right. We all know that. Um, I weigh, I weigh way more now than I ever have in my entire life, but I look way better. Okay. And I, I know that's really hard for people to understand if you haven't been there, but, um, body composition is going to change. And so, but at the same time, aesthetics is important because it's important to, you know, feel good about how you look. I work, I work out for aesthetics. I'm not going to lie. Like, I work out to look good, to look like a trainer, to look like I work out. I want I I wanna, I want it to show that I put in a lot of effort at the gym. That's important to me. So I, I don't want to be vain in the sense that aesthetics really matter. It does matter. I want to look good for my husband, right? I want to look good for my gym. I want to represent it well. Like there's a lot of things that go into that. Um, but at the same time, I know that like how I look is going to be different for everybody else. Yeah. So, you know, it's just, it just depends. I mean, it's important to look good, feel good. I think that really is motivating in the sense.
0: Yeah. Okay. I think the only downfall of focusing on aesthetics and why it could be a pet peeve is when, <clears throat> is when you, 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 you skip things Yeah. or you, you don't show up to do something particular just because, well, you know. It won't make me look as good, <clears throat> excuse mm-hmm. me, but, but I'm going to skip this, but my fitness itself is going to take a hit, but I'll st- yeah. cause you can look healthy and not be healthy. Yes. Yes. So, I mean, you have to remember that like a big thing with me is like, I'm going to work out for my health first. Aesthetics comes second. Yeah. I mean, feeling me personally.
1: Yeah. And I think a lot of people who focus on aesthetics only never give themselves mm. the benefit of like, well, are you feeling better? Yes. Are you eating better? Are you making better choices? Yes like there's a lot of other yeses out there that they're not focusing on, right? But like what matters to them most is the aesthetics. but yeah, focusing you know, only
0: on aesthetics can be a really bad thing,
1: yeah, hey, at the same time, I mean, like I said, i I wanted bigger legs, <clears throat> for example, and so you told me like, well then you better do legs every day And so I was like, all right, well, then that's what I'm doing and, and because then what happened and I got bigger legs <laughs> and <a> so, <laughs> so so I mean, It's good and and bad, right? It kind of goes hand in hand. It shouldn't be like the only thing that you're focused on. But at the same time, it is very motivating because it is what you see.
0: Excellent. All right. Number nine, not asking for help when needed. And this is our final one.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, you guys, we are full of knowledge. I have, I have, I do this, you know, constantly, Matt and I, we research a lot, we do this full time, ask more questions. I think that's the number one thing I ask more from my clients, from my members is like, ask more questions, reach out, like, ask me what I think what you should be doing. And how much weight should you be lifting? Do you look good? Hey, can you film me really quick with, with me you on know, my phone so that I can see it later? I think coaches are underutilized so much by clients. I mean, you pay for a service. Why not? Why not use it and use it as much as you can? Yeah, maximize,
0: maximize it. As maximize as it
1: as much as you can. Ask us questions. Like, you know, we're willing to go above and beyond for you if if you're willing to put in the effort. Um, and that's I think what makes good coaches. And so um, that's like one thing I can say. Like, just just reach out more.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And this is actually part of the main reasons why we started this podcast in the first place was because a lot of these things that we talk about are common reoccurring things. And by recording it and putting it out there and having a reference point for everyone to have, it allows us to coach you even more. Mm -hmm. But if there's something specific that we can solve for you in real time in like a classroom or coaching you, or when you just see us around, please just ask us because we like talking about this stuff in the first place and we want to help and we want to give you as much knowledge as we can. And um, you know, that's the whole point is to make, you know, fitness knowledge accessible, engaging and effective for everyone.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think that kind of leads us into our final topic that we're going to talk about, which is motivation. And that is something we get asked A lot. Very frequently. Daily almost. Um, How do you stay motivated? And
0: this is a really hard thing to answer. because Because I even spent some time doing research (laughs) on this, like just Googling it and being like, well, I mean, is it an emotion? Is it a feeling? And I couldn't really find a good answer. And the only really thing that stuck out to me when I read about it was that the greatest motivator is fear. Yeah. And that's the only thing that really stuck with me when I was reading about it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I get asked a lot like, Caitlin, how do you stay motivated to like, workout or how do you push through in a workout that when it gets hard and when it's like burning so two different things right number one how do you stay motivated to work out um really hard to answer i mean i've i've had this feeling my entire life of i i want to push myself i want to be the best and i'm gonna have to work hard to do it and i felt like that since a young kid now i know not everybody has that And so I guess, um, like Matt said, what motivates me is fear. And so many fears. I mean, I'm full of fears. Fear of, you know, not being the best. Fear of um, being, like, looked down upon as, like, not a good coach or not a good trainer. So I want to work really hard um, to be opposite of that. Um, Fear of not being able to take care of my family. Fear of not being fit when I'm old and having to like be in a care home. I mean, there's just so many things that, and, and and I don't know if people like take me seriously or not when I say this, but that I really do think of these things on days when I'm not motivated to work out. And those days occur every week because Matt and I and all the coaches out there spend majority of our time motivating and talking to and coaching all of you And so that expends a lot of our energy. And so when it comes down to then motivating ourselves, it's very difficult. But what sticks out for me the most is I'm not going to not take the opportunity to work out. I mean, no matter Mm -hmm. what, however, no matter how, it doesn't matter how I feel. It has to get done, right? It has to get done because it's a requirement, because it makes me feel better. If I don't do it, I'm going to feel worse. Again, another fear, feeling worse, right? I I know it's going to make me feel better. So I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it the best I can with the time and energy that I have. Right. And when you have that mindset of it's going to be done every day with the best that I can do at that time, it's a lot easier to take on. There is no motivation. It's just a task, another habit that you have during the day, another ritual to the routine, and, and it just happens. And, um, and yeah, it just com- becomes a part of life. And so I guess that, to me there is no motivation. It's just fear of failing.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's important to, I wouldn't say eliminate the word motivation from your vocabulary, but at least reframe the term of what motivation really is. And I think it's important to remember that emotions largely are the fueling source of motivation. So Mm -hmm. a lot of times it's like, you know, I mean, when you are motivated, think about how you feel. Usually you have energy. Yeah. Usually you're in a good mood. Mm -hmm. Usually that there's, you know, things are going well in life in general. So, but what happens when, you know, all those emotions are down so you have to. I, it's for me. I have to recognize that I'm. You know that my motivation is largely stemmed from my emotions, and mm-hmm. <clears throat> I like what you said about fear. And fear is a huge motivator for me because I've been sick twice now in my life i've had i've almost died twice and so my health is it's really easy for me to be motivated because i can see firsthand how quickly your health can go to zero yeah and how and how scary that is and Mm -hmm. believe me it's very scary and you don't until you've experienced it yourself and i've experienced twice now where i was extremely close to death like literally you know like the doctors told me is like if it was another 24 hours you would be dead um, it, like that was yeah. where the words uttered and Caitlin, you were there to witness yep. that. And another time when I was 20, when I was bled out, they said that you could go on a cardiac arrest at any moment, unless we start blood transfusions right away. And I, I ended up going through 18 units of blood before they could stop the bleeding. And um, when you're in that situation, especially when like at the time I was 30 and the other time I was 20. So I'm like, I'm not like known for having health conditions. And both of them were were things outside of my control. Yeah. That just happened. One of them was genetic. So it just happened to happen. And the other one was just bad circumstances. Bad timing, just yeah. really bad timing, bad circumstances. Bad luck. And it, it can happen in the snap of a finger.
1: Yeah, and you and what's great about your stories, Matt, is that because you were in good health, I think you made a very fast recovery. The doctors were almost kind of like surprised with <clears throat> how quickly you recovered from both. And I, again, I think it's because of your lifestyle and how, oh, yeah. and, you My know. My body
0: was resilient. Yeah, if
1: you were in any <clears throat> other, if you were in poor health condition. I probably would have Probably been. wouldn't have made it. So Exactly. I think, like <clears throat> we said, like just taking care of yourself for those. You don't want to ever have those what if moments. I don't want to live for what if moments. You know, I always want to make sure that I put in the full effort should something happened, you know, I I did all I could. I yeah. wasn't living in the what if. Yeah. And, you know, like a lot of people wanna say that they do take their health seriously. And I wanna just go out there on a limb and say, No, you don't. You do not take your health seriously. It's because, such a broad statement too. Because if you did, you would be making a lot better decisions and, and, and falling through with those decisions to the very end. I mean, for example, I just spoke to my mom the other day and she's retired. She's been retired for a year and a half now. Um, and a year and a half ago, when she first retired, I told her, you know, I want you to get a personal trainer and I want you to start working out you know, this is going to be very important for you going into, she's 67 now going into the future. And uh, I want to make sure you're healthy. I want you around. Like, I want you to be around your grandkids. Like this is very important to me. And let's all guess at how many personal training sessions she's had in a year and a half. Zero. Yes. It's been zero. We just spoke on the phone the other day and I had asked her, you know, how long has it been since you've been retired or a year and a half? And You know, did you just think if you had gotten a personal trainer a year and a half ago where you would be right now instead of where you're at? And she's not in, you know, the best health and she could be in in a lot better health had she taken me seriously. And I told her, you know, you don't take your health seriously, at least not to me. And she said, yes, I do. And I said, no, you don't, because you would have taken action. You You wouldn't have waited a year and a half to have, be having this conversation with me. Mm-hmm. And so, again, actions speak louder than words, okay? 100%. And so I think people need to be a little bit more um, aware of of what they're doing and that everything is in your control.
0: Yeah. And 100%. I think, and, and people grossly under, like, they overestimate what they're going to do in a day and underestimate what they can do in a year.
1: Yeah. W- zoom out. I think people need to zoom out more and, you know, reflect Reflection is super important on where you've been, where you're going, having a plan and a goal. Some people have no plan or goal when it comes to fitness, they just know they need to do it. And yes, everybody needs to do it, but you also, (laughs) you're getting nothing out of it if you have no direction. Yeah. Like you, even if, even if you're, mindset is i need to work out to be healthy okay great but y- you need something you, to, to be, direct it's you. a way,
0: that, that's like saying i yeah. w- i, I want to be a good person <laughs> i mean it's way too broad like what do and then so you have what to be more specific person? like what do good people do yes and then they get in the niche down even more like what specifically can i do and that leads me perfectly into what kind of what i want some points i want to talk about which is <clears throat> You know, instead of treating motivation as like a feeling or something that you do or a result of something or a result of an emotion, you know, treat motivation like a skill. Just yeah. like I think discipline is a skill. Mm-hmm. And I think it's something that could be developed over time. Yes. And so, you know, I like to think of it as this is just how I think. And this is, you know, I hope this really helps all of you who are listening. And like, I try to be more specific and ask what competencies what competencies, sorry, is needed to be motivated. Okay. So what, okay. So asking myself like, okay, I'm not motivated. What do I need to be motivated? And what specifically is holding me back from being motivated? Mm-hmm. Is it that I'm tired? Is it that I don't want to just do an intense workout? Is it that I just don't want to show up? And then once you are specific in what is specifically lacking it's much easier to isolate what that is Mm -hmm. and then you're able to develop that into a skill so for example another a good one for me is intensity sometimes i just don't want to go that hard like i'm tired i've had a long day i don't want to do an intense workout and suffer that's fine. The solution is I still show up anyways and I compensate that by doing more volume.
1: Yes. I just go longer. At low intensity for a longer period of
0: time. So there's a solution to every problem. You just yes. have to be you just have to identify it yes. and figure out what that is. So another good one is a lot of people tell me, "Well, I'm just tired." Okay? <laughs> well, you know, what can how can we fix that? Yeah. Are you sleeping? Are you sleeping and are, are, you, are you nutrition? Eating? Yeah. Yes, because I- that I, I can't believe how much that helps with motivation yes. because when you feel good, Guess what? What kind of emotion does that evoke?
1: Yeah, a good one. Exactly. Positive. Feel good.
0: So it's a lot easier to be motivated when you feel good, right? Yes. When you've like...
1: Everything goes hand in hand. I mean, it's just a snowball effect. And once you start realizing that, again, things just start getting a lot easier.
0: Yeah. And then it's also like, you know, what story am I telling myself? Yeah. Like, am I telling myself I'm not motivated? <laughs> yeah. You know, like you have to kind of like, what, you know, am I motivated Everybody person? is
1: not motivated. Like, I think the whole big thing is like, stop feeling so special. Like, we're all the same. We all go through the same feelings and the same emotions. But like you said, it's about how do you attack them, identify and then make change.
0: Oh, yeah. hundred percent. I mean, you have to. Yeah. Once you identify it, it makes it. And you I mean, clarity is such a huge thing. This mm-hmm. is why I talk about clarity a lot. And when you can gain clarity on something then you're able then you're able to actually know what's going on because if you don't know what's going on you don't like what you have no idea what to do about it yes <clears throat> let's kind of get into a framework of like how people can actually get motivated and kind of get into this framework and I think <clears throat> I think one thing that holds people back or one reason why people aren't motivated is because of uncertainty of whether or not Like the task that they do is actually going to work. And I think embracing uncertainty as part of the journey is essential.
1: Yeah. Well, I was telling you this before. I mean, people are uncertain. (coughs) Things are going to work. But I mean, it it is going to work. How many times have you been told sleeping more is, is better for you? Eating vegetables is better for you. Eating more protein. I mean, all these things. You never see an unfit person preaching something different right you never you yeah. never see um, somebody who successful telling you that oh yeah i it was so easy i half fast <laughs> all the work and it just all it's the story is all the same yeah, well, right <clears throat> hard work a lot of effort a lot of reps a lot of like the story is all the same and what, right. why do you think it's going to be different for you it's not it's going to be the same thing right? So just accepting and embracing the fact that this is how it's supposed to be. This is what everybody feels.
0: Yeah. Push through. And that reminds me of some a conversation I actually had with someone. And then they were telling me about how hard this was and like how hard the nutrition was, how hard it was to work out like this frequently. Excuse me. And I asked them, I was like, did you expect this to be hard? And they said, yes. And I go, well, this is what hard feels like. <laughs> like, this is exactly like, I think Congratulations! We, we, <clears throat> like we romanticize what like everybody wants, like the highlight reel, like the sports highlight yes. reel, like boom, boom, or the CrossFit highlight reel. where We're all like, you know, yeah. giving high fives, working hard, big, sweat. Lifts, big lifts. and then it's like a 30 second <laughs> highlight reel, like yeah. an Instagram reel, and then it's just over. Well, really like that reel, that highlight reel is going to be 10 years.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, really, when you think about it, like everybody wants that highlight reel with the high fives and everything, but nobody wants to go through the middle round of yes,
1: it. Yes. The hard work, the effort, the <coughs> lows, the highs, uh, everything in between, taking the small steps, actually backtracking, making things better. Like, There's so much to the journey, and you have to stick with it if you want the results. Getting there is the hardest part. Maintaining, to me, is the easiest. Yeah. Because now that I'm at this point, I mean, I do want to go further. Don't get me wrong, but like, I'm never going to go back. Absolutely. I mean, I'm never going to get less than this. Well,
0: and also, everything that's worth having has a price tag to it. So it's either you can pay the price of doing it when you're not motivated, Mm -hmm. or just stop wanting it. Yeah, like stop wanting the thing. Like it's that simple. Like there is no other option. Yeah, I, mean, I think yeah, again, I think people think that there's some sort of middle ground here where it's not. It's like you either do it when you don't want to do it, or stop wanting it.
1: Yeah, I mean, my biggest. I'm going to make this into a T-shirt. This is my this is my trademark, right, everybody. It's called. It's for now. It's not forever. And I think you really need to start stop and think about <clears> that for a second. Like the things you're doing for now, it's not going to be forever it it's just it's the it's the price you pay right now in order to get to where you want to be right right and and once you accept no matter if you have an injury or, or something comes up in life or whatever it's just for now it's okay it's temporary, it's temporary. you're going to push through it let's make it work change the routine still get everything done it's not forever it's okay and and i think people get really worked up when when there's a little bit of change change is good the it's honestly good for training. I mean, I can't stress that enough. Constant, your body can adapt so quickly to training and to movements and to exercise. So change is good. Change in life, change in your training, everything. It's, it's good. It's good to have, um, I forgot what it's called. Like, um, uh, stress, stress for the body is mm-hmm. good because it makes you work harder. Yes. Right? And so and it makes you push harder. If there's no stress on the body, you're just gonna get worse. And so I mean it's all good things. And once you kind of like are like, okay, this is good. It's okay that I'm feeling this. This is normal. That's when you can start pushing forward.
0: This is what hard feels like. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, just to share a few more other key points of that I think well, just what helps me stay motivated and um and I hope that, again, I hope this helps is that, you know, I, am really, I try to be as focused as possible. And I think a lot of times that people want to do everything. Yeah. Like they want to, you know, they want to go hang out with their friends. They want to play fantasy football. They want to watch football on Sundays. They want to barbecue. They want to do all these different things. And then they, they're wondering why they like motivation to work out. Well, it's like, you're doing too many things. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like focus, you know, you got to focus and the, the less you have, you know, to worry about the more focused you can be, which if you have more focus, the more motivated you can be. And, you know, focus is what you don't do. Yeah. You know, it's all about eliminating things. Okay. A lot of times I think people think that they need to add more when really it's about, you know, how can we prune the tree? Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, one of my favorite quotes is, I can't remember who said it, but he said in order to do great things, we must do fewer things. Mm And, and, you know, and he also said that focus is one of the highest forms of intelligence because your your ability to say no to things. And a lot of times when it comes to fitness nutrition, we have to say no. Mm-hmm. It's like we can't go out with our friends, you know, till two AM because guess what? That's gonna impede my recovery. So I need to be in bed by nine or ten. Yeah. You know, I you know, I don't time. I'm, I'm not gonna go out and eat the burger and fries. I'm gonna eat my you know, protein and vegetables, you know, it's about, it's your ability to say no to things and to eliminate things and yeah, to do less.
1: Making better choices in that sense. I mean, I live my life a lot on uh, a rewards base and earning things. I have to con I constantly push myself to earn every good thing that I give myself. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's mm-hmm. across the board, whether it be like I clean my house immensely in order to earn like, 20 minutes of TV time. Like it's yeah. silly things like that. But like that's kind of how I live my life. And I'm constantly trying to to earn my right and other things and, and and having a plan and being very goal oriented. I don't have a vision board or anything like that, but I do have like a constant ongoing list of tasks and things I want to do, overall goals, how I'm gonna get there. And I write things out in order to plan and be successful and stay motivated mm-hmm. in that sense. <clears throat> having a plan And revisiting that plan often is super important. And now that we're getting into the end of the year and into the new year, I know this is a big time for people to make new goals and whatnot, but like revisit those goals, okay? Have a plan on when you're going to revisit those goals and where you should be at that moment and that time and, and have a plan. And if you're not there, that's okay too, right? You just you, you make an adjustment and you and you move forward. Like don't get down on yourself or you're not not getting there. But I think a lot of people lack success because they lack vision focus, like you said, mm-hmm. and execution.
0: Yeah, the ability to change behavior. Yes. I mean, and another key point is that, you know, I want to be an intelligent person. Yeah. And I did read somewhere that, that, again, kind of hand in hand with focus is that one of the highest forms to know if someone's intelligent or not is their ability to change behavior within the same environment. Yes. So a good example is, is like, you know, I hold up a red card and I slap you across the face. The second time I hold up the red card, you duck. So mm-hmm. it's your ability to change behavior. So there's a consequence to this happening. Yeah. And it's your ability to change behavior and beha- change behavior quickly.
1: Yeah. And you have to go all in, right? You can't just kind of like half ducked, like like how your example is. You still might get hit. Mm-hmm. You, so it's, it's either all or nothing, right? So everybody who's trying to play that fine line of, oh, I kind of track my food. Yeah. Or I, I kind of work out. All the time, like it, it's either all or nothing. There's exactly, uh, uh, and I'm going to be very honest. You're going to see no result until you go all or nothing.
0: Exactly, and and you know, fitness at the end of the day is hard for two reasons: either you're leaving your comfort zone, or you're staying in it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. like
0: it's, it's hey, true. another good shirt. It's, yeah. You're either leaving it or you're, or hearing it. And I'll kind of wrap things up here with this. And, uh, this is from a book called the alter ego effect by Todd Herman. And, um, he's an author who's worked with the New York Yankees. He's worked, he's a, he's a performance mental, he's a mental performance coach. And I think this might help those of you who are listening who are lack, lacking with motivation. And one of his key points in the book, the alter ego effect is that you identify someone who you want to be like, and then you do what they do. Yeah. Uh, so for example, like if you want to be a highly motivated person, look at what, fine, identify someone specific who is highly motivated or who you want to be like, and then pretend like you're literally pretend like you're them. Like, mm-hmm. okay. And then like, I ask yourself, like, what would they do? Yeah. If they weren't motivated to do something like, well, they wouldn't skip the workout. They wouldn't they wouldn't skip the protein, so I'm not gonna do that. Yeah. Because I wanna be like them. Yeah. And I really hope that helps. Because that helps me a lot too, because I, I I sometimes get caught up in my own, you know, self limiting beliefs and I think about, you know, what would this person do? Who, who I admire. Who? I'm not going to say. <laughs> gonna tell gonna say. me, tell me. No, I'm not going to say. I'm going to keep that a secret. Maybe I'll reveal, reveal that in another podcast because I actually want to get them on the podcast. Oh, cool. So I'm not going to. Oh, earn. it's not me? Darn. It's not you, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. uh, any final thoughts before you wrap things up?
1: No, I hope uh, you all who are listening are now motivated to get out there and get after it. All right, just know that it's find a fear, find something that pushes you
0: and go all in hundred percent. I love that. And I'm going to leave with this final thing. And I hope this again, spikes a little bit of motivation for you because at the end of the day, no one can diet for you. No one can lift weights for you. No one can work out for you. And no one can ensure that you are getting enough rest and recovery. So that's why I respect those who maintain their fitness because it's 100% on you and it's 100% earned, not given. And no one can take that away from you, which makes fitness such a valuable asset. Yes, hard work pays off. Hard work does pay off. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much for listening. If this was helpful, please leave us a five-star review so that way we know to make more content just like this. Please follow us on social media at CrossFit and DM your questions or content suggestions there. We're always looking for new things to talk about in the podcast. Until next time, good luck, have fun.
1: Nailed Nailed it. it.